Hello, welcome to Secure Talk, your trusted source of information on the latest threats, trends, tools, and technology related to cybersecurity. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Secure Talk. My name is Mark Schreiner, and I'll be your host for this episode of Secure Talk. Today, we're going to be talking to Mr. Mike McNeil, who's the CEO and co-founder of Fleet DM, and we're going to be talking about open source device management solutions. But first off, let's say hi to Mike. Mike, how are you today? Hey, Mark. I'm doing cool. Cool. Hey, so where whereabouts are you? I'm in the weirdly cold Austin, Texas. We had our yearly snow today. That's it. So what is it now? It's oh, it's February. So it still is technically winter, I guess, right? But uh, do you guys get much snow down there? You know, uh, we didn't until last year when we had sort of a once in a century shut down everything of them for like a week. Everyone lost power. It was intense. Yeah, that's when all the, the windmills froze and, and everybody was saying that CEC, renewable energy, is never going to work. And then then this, the backstory came out that they were actually shut down in advance and there was all kinds of things going on. And yeah, <laughs> it was a, kind of a messy time. Hopefully you didn't lose power this time. No, this time uh, I think we were we were more prepared. The hot water heaters wrapped up outside. I think we're going to be all right. That's so funny. Yeah, <laughs> because up, up here, I mean, I'm, I'm up in the Seattle area, the Northwest, and I'm, st- I'm looking out the, the window here and there's still snow in the mountains. And so we, we just kind of take it for granted that things are going to freeze up. But I guess in Texas, it doesn't happen that often or not traditionally anyway. Hey, so Mike, um, you are the CEO and co-founder of Fleet DM. Before we get to talk about uh, what, what exactly Fleet DM does, Maybe you can uh, kind of set the stage and talk a little bit about what device management is, um, and and then we'll talk about you know open source device management. Yeah, so uh, I mean, device management really is this problem where um, and not not everybody has it at the scale that a lot of fleet users have it, but everybody kind of has it, right? If you have a family, you have multiple computers. Um, you got laptops. You have iPads and iPods and iPhones and Android phones, and you have like a bunch of stuff. You might even have servers. Um, we call all those things devices, even the servers. And that's uh, that's device management. You need some way to keep an eye on these devices, make sure they haven't been infected with malware vulnerabilities, make sure they're up to date, um, and kind of just see where they're at, if they're online, um, and what's going on. A little creepy in the family setting, but if you apply that- <laughs> Well, it depends. I have, I have three boys, right? So <laughs> I like to- to be the um, the big the big brother, you know, kind of keep, keeping an eye on what's going on. But uh, but you're right, yeah. Um, in the in the corporate situation, it's a little more acceptable, I suppose, right? Um, right. Yeah, and I you know device management, I guess, de- depends on the tools. But you know, I mean, I, I've seen large companies where, um, like, if you talk about Microsoft Intune, for example, an autopilot where you can uh, deploy a device remotely, so the person receives it, they open it, and then it's configured in a match that in in, in a manner that matches their profile. Um, you can, if the person leaves the company or they lose the device, you can do a remote wipe, things like that. Um, so, and I, I, and I'm not, I'm not saying that fleet DM does all that. I'm just saying that in general, that, um, those are some of the things you can do now. I, and I mentioned the Microsoft solution and there are you know, other solutions out there. What's the advantage from, uh, say like a proprietary solution versus open source? Well, with, with a proprietary solution like uh, Intune or, um, or Jamf, right? You have kind of an operating system specific uh, outlook. So you're looking at maybe all your Macs. Um, maybe you're using like DEP to get uh, that same kind of experience you just described with Intune working on Mac. Maybe you're using Intune and you're doing it the Microsoft way for your Windows machines. And you probably have a few Linux workstations that you're like, 
be really nice if we could actually let people know what was, use these again. Yeah, yeah. What's going on with these machines, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so I mean, with the with the proprietary tool, you get more depth for sure, right? Absolutely. Like, uh, you know, if you have a billion dollar company investing all of its time in in features for uh, for Mac, you're going to have a great product for managing Macs. Um, but what we've seen is that the world of device management is is bigger than just this MDM piece. Like, there's mm-hmm. some uh, there's some gaps in what you can get out of a OS specific product. And uh, especially when you kind of look across the wide, the wide angle lens at like all the different operating systems and types of devices you need to support. Okay, so uh, is there a scenario where a company could use a proprietary solution and then and then supplement that with an open source solution? Yeah, and I would say most of the companies that I've spoken with are doing something like that. Like, I don't think I've yet, there are some companies that really are aspiring to get to full open source, but I would say most folks are using at least some vendor proprietary software in addition. Okay. And then are there um, any advantages, and maybe you can, you know, you give some specific examples of, you know, why open source um would uh you, you know how how would it be more advantageous i guess you already mentioned in terms of the the the, the breadth of the uh, types of devices to cover but does it give you any additional kind of functionality or signal that um that other tools wouldn't yeah and maybe more than uh more than signal think like data and tickets um okay so you know if you're if you're looking at if you're looking at a product not even just fleet like really anything that that leverages OS query um, you're kind of looking at like a data fountain right you've got all these different events happening on the computers um, you have uh, state like what apps are installed like what's uh, even what software is vulnerable to those apps like what software is unused and there's maybe like stale licenses that we don't need to be paying for um, serial number like disk space used um knowing whether things like actually were patched um we think telnet is disabled is it really disabled um being able to see if see if your installs worked so let's say you take a tool um like one of the more powerful and uh larger scale mdm platforms right like jamf and you were to uh, roll out a patch how do you really know that it worked right like the tool you just used blasted out the software to all the computers it manages but you don't really have sort of like a external way of being like, did that really happen? And then how does OS query help you with that? Yeah, so OS query is, is basically a way for all these computers to phone home. Okay. Um, so it's sitting there as an agent, it's, it's all open source, um, runs in the background and it tracks one of like, you know, at any given moment, there's 300 different tables in OS query. They're all keeping track of state and events happening on the computer. Okay, um, so when you're, I mean, so so you know, your solution is is uh, I would have, so should I say it's built on OS Query or it heavily depends upon OS Query uh, utilizes it. Um, do you as as a, when you're you know if you're the se- chief security architect for an organization, do you get to pick which items are queried? Is it just a generic set? You or how does that work? Yeah, so, so let's say you're using OS query just by itself, right? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you, you put together a team, maybe you have three or four security engineers, uh, maybe you kind of upskilled one of your security analysts and got them some code literacy, and then you maybe you brought in some folks from elsewhere. Um, 
and you're you're getting together everyone's really excited you get os query deployed using something like chef or ansible um, maybe you start with the servers that's a pretty common uh path we've seen you get os query out there and then you realize like okay i got all these devices ready to phone home so where are they going to phone home to and then you start building the server and that's fleet basically so at that moment you know you can either build all this stuff from scratch or you can go do what a lot of engineers do is give it a Google, right? And go see like, is there an open source thing that already does this? Um, and there's a few options. Uh, Fleet is among the most popular of them. I think at this point this is the most widely adopted. Okay, well that, that actually brings up an interesting question because your, your company's relatively new um, and you did receive, uh, I think about $5 million investment uh, from some, some impressive investors. I think one of the co-founders of GitLab uh, and also the VC firm uh, CRV invested. Why, you know, what was your pitch to them? Why Fleet DM versus somebody else in the market? Yeah, I think, you know, the the story really is is a lot of it, right? So we've we've been a uh, a company for only a year, but the actual history of the the company or the the project really goes back, you know, almost half a decade earlier. So it started with, uh, there's this, this guy, Mike Arpaia at uh, Facebook, who was working with Zach. Um, this is back in the old days before it was, you know, before it was meta. And they, uh, they kind of had this, this idea, right? Which was, we have, uh, we have all these tools we could go buy, right? And we, we could try to like figure this out with, with, uh, with our vendors, or we could take, we could think of these devices like a database, right? And we could send SQL queries to them, um, get responses from them, and then like, basically construct our security and IT program any way we want. Um, and you know, OS query was was hot and it kind of has gone through the the trough of disillusionment a little bit. And now it's kind of just become like a, a pretty widely used tool that uh, it's really great for, for seeing like what's really going on um, on your servers and on your laptops. So that's kind of the backdrop, right? And then um, Zach and Mike Arpaio worked together at a company called Collide with Jason Miller, where they built Fleet, the open source product, back in 2016, 2017. Um, built, you know, built a built a great product, got some users. Um, Collide ended up realizing that for for their goals, what they needed was a, a like a hosted SaaS product, right? And they wanted to kind of do more user focused security. So they took that, uh, ran with that, and kind of left Fleet behind. They rebuilt their their new products um, as a different thing in a different language. So there was Fleet kind of all uh, all alone and, and Zach ended up uh, leaving Collide and sort of working on it, did some consulting for a year or two. Um, and then when we met in 2020, it was really like, wow, so there's, there's all these amazing users of Fleet, right? That are kind of using a relatively mature, but kind of only barely staying together product in terms of the time and focus that needed to be spent on it. And so taking that funding it, um, kind of throwing some fuel on the fire and bringing some, uh, some UX and developer experience improvements, we found that suddenly there was a lot of pent up demand um, for, for using the open source product and having support and having some new paid features that we added. Awesome. Um, so can you, I mean, how much can you share in terms of, because you said there was a, a lot of people already using the solution, um, you know, what kind of numbers can you share? Yeah. So uh, just using kind of a combination of our anonymous usage analytics and then the, the customers that we're working with today, um, 
it's somewhere north of 1.65 million devices that are being in, that are enrolled and being managed by Fleet. That's that's impressive. That's impressive. Um, you know, and a, a lot of MDM solutions, well, and security solutions, they they will talk about, um, you know, kind of some, they will bake in or work side by side with incident response, uh, incident detection and response uh, tools, or they have those features baked in, and you know, you're querying devices. Um, but if if a device is compromised, do you get any kind of proactive alert, or is it just because you set up an automated query that it's going to send back a signal that that would kind of flag something that's going on? I mean, how, kind of walk me through that. Yeah, I mean, so a pickaxe in the hand of an expert miner is yeah. isn't is a really effective pickaxe, and I would say that's kind of what's going on with Fleet right now. Um, we are we are definitely moving more towards making you know. Fleet's really good at letting you see what's going on, mm -hmm. um, and it's getting better at telling you what you need to do. Um, so as far as like getting a proactive alert, one thing you can do in Fleet is you can set up a policy. So if, if whether this is like uh, part of your compliance program or even if it's just a real-time detection that you want to create, um, Fleet does a great job at that. You basically type some SQL in, you structure it so that it's a yes or no question. Um, and then you turn on uh, you turn on reporting, and if you want, you can also turn on automations, and it'll automatically create a ticket um, for you. In Zendesk, Jira, um, or you can use a webhook and get to service now. Uh, right now, webhook is how you do all three of those things, and we're working on actually shipping uh, Zendesk and Jira integrations this quarter. Excellent. Um, how how walk me through a typical deployment or engagement and i'm talking about from the very beginning i mean is, is you mentioned that somebody goes to google um they're looking to see if there's already a solution out there um, they get pointed to you and in your your solution is maturing right now and especially in terms of the, the ux it sounds like there's which is makes it more user friendly but just kind of walk me through that process yeah so uh this was also a question you know that we dug into a lot early on because we were we know we wanted to build open source device management we wanted something that would go top to bottom open source not just the agent but like the whole server and we knew we wanted to run the company a lot like gitlab we wanted an open core business model um we wanted everything we did to be public as much as conceivably possible like even the handbook even doing our s1 filings like all that stuff um, and so when we first got in and started building the actual company together, it was like, okay, uh, how are these people even <laughs> finding us? Right. And mm -hmm. like a lot of, uh, a lot of the time, I would say most of the time it starts where you have, you have the decision to DIY, right. Maybe not your whole stack, like not your whole security stack, not your whole IT stack, but just, uh, just kind of the, because you're having to wire up the tools together anyways, you're having to hire engineers. Maybe you're using a tool like Tynes, but those workflows, uh, even though they're drag and drop, still have to be maintained by somebody and uh, somebody who understands the decisions that are being made. Um, so usually in that uh, in that moment, you're like, well, we want to use OS Query. It's open source. Our security engineers like it, um, and we don't really have a place for that OS Query data to uh, accrete to, like to to get uh, get streamed out to wherever it needs to go. Like maybe we have Splunk or Elastic or Snowflake. Um, or Sumo Logic or Panther that we want to actually do the detections, but we just need some way to get the data. Right. Like if you're familiar with, uh, are you familiar with Segment? No. So in the marketing stack, there's this thing called Segment.com. It used to be called Segment.io, and its whole deal is you could take like a script tag, right, and drop the mm -hmm. script tag on your web page, 
and it would just kind of collect the raw events, like the identity and the tracking information for all mm -hmm. of the actions happening on the site. And then all segment was at the beginning was basically a kind of a little router. Like you would log in the segment and you could turn on, turn on or off these switches and I could have it go to, you know, Kiss metrics or Google analytics or whatever. Um, the real, a lot of how people use fleet starts there. Okay. Kind of this way to collect the data and then send it where they want it to go. Excellent. Okay. And then <clears throat> as I, I, you know, and it, I'm assuming that, you know, you monitor who's, um, who your users are. Uh, and it, it, is it, is it the, uh, like a premium model? Uh, do you, um, you know, how, how are you making money? Yeah. So it's an open core business model. So what that means is there's a free and open source version of the software, which anybody can go grab from GitHub. Mm -hmm. Um, and then there's also another version of the software that anyone can also go grab from GitHub. All of the code is source available. All of it's you know inspectable and modifiable. You can request a feature or you can do a pull request, even for the paid features. Um, and that version costs uh, $1 per device per month. Um, and that's, you know, to, you can either buy that self-service on the website and get a license key with a credit card, um, or you can reach out to us and for, you know, for any sizable deployment, usually that's what folks want to do because they want to demo and the whole procurement process and that does. Yeah, so that was my next question was, would would they reach out to you or do you sometimes say, hey, you know what, we just had um, this Fortune 500 company download our code. Um, are we, you know, should we follow up with them and say, hey, you know what, why don't you talk, tell us a little about what you're trying to do and maybe we can kind of coach you along the, along the way? Yeah, well, you know, we're, we're careful there because this is a community project kind of from the beginning. Mm -hmm. so we, we don't want to abuse our, uh, our power, right? Like, we uh, we are just starting to you know collect people's emails if they want to give them to us, okay. and uh, we're really we don't you know if you go download our code like we have no idea. Um, you can turn off usage analytics, and even if you have them on, we still don't know who you are. You know we do have all the standard kind of marketing tools that you need as a company like this to understand like hey like that contributor uh, is you know from I don't know from Salesforce or something, and like they're running like hundreds of thousands of devices like that's helpful to know so that when we do have a conversation with them about roadmap or whatever we're just like in slack talking we can be like hey i noticed you have a lot of computers everything going okay <laughs> right hint hint hey so um and then do, do you um do you have bundle on like consulting services or do you have any kind of parker uh, partner ecosystem that you're, you've developed yet we're just kind of starting to explore that. So we there are some folks who bundle Fleet, like Security Onion is a kind of security suite where Fleet is one part of it, and that's just the free version of Fleet. Um, and we do have some budding partnerships with some other young companies, um, but we're not, you know, right now it's mostly just kind of the standard package. Um, and we do, you know, we do discounts for for early commits and for uh, for folks who are really wanting to be um, design partners. We're kind of getting past the design partner stage mm -hmm. a little bit, but we're still small enough that we're able to work with people on on roadmap. Um, as far as consulting, that's something that we've explored bundling, but it's not something that we really do as a as a revenue source. Excellent. Hey, and and one thing you mentioned earlier, um, I I think that you alluded to the fact that you could use uh, fleet DM to, or fleet to, to monitor like what's actually being used on a device and whether it's just sitting there, if you have a license that's being kind of sitting there dor dormant or not used, 
And, and one of the, the terms that we use is TCO or total cost of ownership. And if you can take a look and say, hey, you know what, you don't need half of these uh, licenses or you can, you, can, can, you can negotiate your licensing in such a manner that allow you to kind of optimize that. Is that something that, um, that, is being, that, that Fleet is being used for as well? Um, it's something that people use direct queries to ask today. So you think of okay. like a data spyglass or like a telescope, you know, you can use fleet to ask like pretty much any question and get an answer in like less than 10 seconds. So if you can structure it with SQL and any of those hundreds of OS query tables, like you're pretty much good. Um, now, if you want to be able to see that at a glance without having to even mess with the SQL, that's where it's, we've been adding these features kind of bit by bit. Gotcha. So, Right now we have actually a pending roadmap item. We need to add a column in our software table that shows you the last time the software was opened. So it's just a UI change kind of waiting until we get to it. Totally makes sense. So, um, you know, what's, what's your biggest challenge right now? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> it, it took you a long time to, you're thinking about it. So, I mean, it sounds like no big challenges. <laughs> well, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, you know, with growing a company that, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's constant learning. Um, I think hiring has been hard a little bit to find folks who are available. Uh, but at the same time, we've had like being open source, it makes it a little bit easier than um, it has been in, in past lives for me. Um, so we've had some really, really amazing candidates. Um, we just got someone from the OS Query core team. So um, that, do you find do us. you find when it comes to hiring uh, that a lot of people want to work more as a contractor because they want to do multiple kind of gigs uh, versus, you know, somebody says, ah, oh, full-time, that's, you know, because I've just worked with so many developers, engineers that they have their own business, but but until that business gets up and running, they do want to, you know, work on these different gigs and work on a retainer and things like that. And it's it, 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 it's been challenging um, in the space that that I've been in to find people who want to work full time for somebody. Uh, if you're, especially if you're SME, you know, if, if you're, you know, Apple, for example, um, you you get a little bit more gravity to pull people in. But um, I mean, are you seeing that? Yeah, I mean, that's how I got started. You know, okay. I became an entrepreneur working. I was working part time, starting a little like website building business. Never meant for it to take off, and then. Uh, I got a I got a 50k deal and I went and I talked to my boss and I said, hey, uh, can I go part time? And they were like, how about you go no time? And that's when I became a uh, full time entrepreneur. Awesome. So so, but you're seeing other people out there do, with the same kind of mindset. Yeah, and we and we're down for you know if if there's the if there's talent and if there's true genuine interest, honesty and transparency with someone, like we'll work with whatever situation you've got. I mean, we're an all remote company. Um, full-time is full-time. What matters is your results. Mm -hmm. I think the important thing is that fleet is what you're thinking about when you wake up in the morning. Um, and sometimes that comes from people who have like really, really high talent and we've just met. And sometimes that comes from people that we've gotten to know a little bit more slowly over time. And maybe we've kind of, uh, we've seen examples of how they can be really awesome in the community and then what they've done. Maybe we've tried them out as a contractor for a while. Um, maybe they're a little bit earlier in their career, but they have a lot of, uh, excellent uh drive and high trust and mm -hmm. some of those people have been the best additions to our team excellent and you know dealing with security do you, do you have um like a sweet spot in mind in terms of the types of organizations i should say the size of organizations that you um want to engage with 
Yeah, so we, you know, we just rolled out the ability to purchase licenses online. So up until recently, if, if you had fewer than 100 employees, there wasn't a lot we could do for you just because of focus. Um, that's solved now. So the whole thing is self-service. You know, support is all you can eat no matter what. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those folks are are signing up. I think last I checked, there was like $200 in surprise ARR from that. <laughs> but yeah, mostly it's folks with more than 1,000 employees. Um, okay. And uh, and we do have some some really awesome customers who are uh, you know maybe between 500 to 1,000, but 1,000 plus is where we can really uh, add the greatest benefit. Basically, whenever you're at the stage where you're hiring security engineers. Right, right. And and typically at that size, from what I've seen, um, you have more than one, and somebody fo- focuses on device management or or at least partially on device management, right? So. Um, and then, you know, but when you talk about companies that size, you know, there's a lot on the line uh, in terms of the, the, you know, their security posture, uh, trying new solutions. Do you have any obstacles in terms of creating trust? Because they're, they're going to have to trust, you know, your solution, um, the community, et cetera. Is that an issue at all? In some ways, you know, if they are, if they trust OS query, they trust that because he wrote OS query, right, with, with right. Facebook. So some of the trust is already there. Um, I mean, an area where I think we we need to continue to get better is like we just so we just shipped some vulnerability management features, right? Um, it's kind of like, hey, we already have this software data. Let's just integrate with NVD real quick, right? Mm-hmm. And kind of like get that hooked up. And so one of the advantages of rolling out uh, a release every three weeks mm-hmm. is that we have a constant uh, parade of, of new updates uh, and iterative small improvements. Um, so that's been working great. On the other hand, you know, it means that you have to update a lot. So one thing we've been trying to get better at is making sure that when we do a release, it is uh, it is rock solid. We're always showing fresh data. Um, and with an existing code base that's been around for a while, you know, that's been, um, things are pretty mature, but things are also like, you know, we've definitely found some bugs that have been there for a few years and we've been cleaning those up. So if you're someone who's used Fleet, like three years ago, I think you'll find a, a vastly improved product. Very cool. Well, hey, I, you know, it sounds um, it sounds like you've you're you're onto something. Um, you've got obviously a huge runway. I mean, devices continue to explode, and they're they're kind of the bane of every large organization in terms of you know, whether it's BYOB or excuse me D. Or, <laughs> you know where my mind's at when I say B. There, <laughs> I already told you I'm almost almost quitting time here. But uh, BYOD or um, or if it's a you know a, a company owned device, it's it's a it's a challenge, right? And and so how do you manage that? Um, and if you can be part of that solution, that's awesome. Um, anything else that you'd like to share with, uh, you know, about, uh, you know, your your roadmap for this year or anything else? Yeah, I mean, a lot a lot of exciting stuff coming this year. Um, I think right now what's happening in, in Q1, we already talked about, uh, you know, we've been collecting and, and uh, shipping data, right, from these devices to lots of different places, uh, your Splunk, your Snowflakes, et cetera. Um, and now one of the things we're doing as of the tail end of last year is shipping tickets as well. So uh, being able to get those into Zendesk, Jira, ServiceNow, um, or anywhere you might want to hook up a webhook to, mm-hmm. key to us, whether that's because of a policy violation, like if you don't use Zoom at your organization, somebody, in, you know, maybe three people install Zoom, you want one ticket about that, about all three devices, kind of batched up, easy, um, ready to use. So that's that is uh, that's coming. We're also shipping Fleet Desktop. So um, imagine a system tray icon 
um, that gives you a view into here's what uh, here's what my organization can see about my computer. Um, mm-hmm. They can see I have Age of Empires 2 installed. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and then they can, you can also then do some self-service, right? So for at least certain basic things, like getting updated to the latest operating system, um, it gives people at your company a way to participate in, in getting your security posture applied. That's, uh, I, actually, that's something that I haven't heard much of. Um, and companies always preach that, you know, security is everybody's responsibility and that everybody's at the front line of security, right? And so, but at the same time, I haven't heard of organizations giving a tremendous amount of visibility in terms of, you know, what the company can actually do with your device and, you know, what they're, what they're looking at, what they're monitoring. Nor, I mean, you know, typically that's in a um, in an HR document or policy, right? I mean, it says, you know, we have access to this, that, or the other, but I haven't seen any type of dashboard uh, on the uh, at the device level. Nor have I um, have, have I seen where you, you know where companies are pushing updates to the individual and saying, hey, it's kind of your responsibility. And I, I'm not sure how that all plays out in the scenario you talked about, but it is kind of a a, a different paradigm. Uh, then, then the, typically, because typically organizations will tell everybody, "Hey, security is everybody's responsibility." But you've got a couple engineers in the um, on the IT team that um, they're they're that's their job, right? And they are kind of sensitive about that. But it's interesting. So you're seeing more organizations kind of pushing out to and, and just being more transparent. Totally, and and it's not about limiting what IT and security can do. And in, mm-hmm. even you know, in in an audit situation, there's times when you do need a bit of secrecy, um, right? And and totally, uh, totally understandable. This isn't about taking power away from IT. It's about making it so they don't have to be the bad guy. Right. Yeah. Totally. Totally agree. See that. Hey. Um. If people wanted to learn more about this topic in general i mean what resources would you recommend and where do you go to kind of stay uh, you know up to date on what's happening in your space and then of course we'll come back to t- talk about fleet dm in a second yeah so i mean podcasts podcast podcasts like uh there's so you, you men- mention ma- mention your favorites i i don't look at any podcast as a competitor i think we're all in the same community so if you have your favorites please mention them yeah, well, actually, I really enjoyed the one with Times that y'all just did. I was listening oh, to yeah. that last week. Um, yeah, Owen's uh, he's he, he's a great talker. He's he's you know he's, the information he shared was was very informative. Yeah, totally. Uh, and then the uh, Detection Challenging Paradigms podcast is pretty good. Um, Panthers Detection at Scale um, is a great one. But one thing, actually, I'll share that this is not to necessarily bring it back to Fleet, but just because this has been an area of focus for us. Mm-hmm. You know, we've been getting to the stage where it makes sense for us to do our own internal security stuff. Like we've been dog fooding the transparency thing. So I can go look and see, like, I always pick on this guy, Ben, on our team. Ben, he has so many games. He's like, he makes a great demo to be like, here, like, check this out. Right. Um, and so it, there's something inherently interesting about other people seeing or, or what other people see about your computer. It's almost like it's your clothes, right? It's like what you're wearing. Um and uh, so anyways, like we've been doing that and, and we've been kind of like documenting what that's been like, like setting up security ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just put that in our handbook. So on fleetvm.com, you can go to slash handbook and you can see our internal handbook that we use to run the company. Um, everything from like how we uh, respond to 
to folks on Twitter, like uh, how we do our customer support to how we run security. So you can see we, you know, we just went through all the CIS benchmarks. We've been doing our, how did we get from default Google workspace to uh, being set up good enough for like a, you know, seed through series A company. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, so we're really, we're investing a lot of time in that. I'm, I'm hoping that can become uh, a resource for exactly the kind of thing you're talking about. Awesome. Awesome. And you already mentioned your website. That was going to be my next question. You mentioned that I'll put it in the show notes. Hey, um, Mike really, uh, enjoyed the conversation and, uh, you can tell that uh, obviously you got a huge runway out there. Um, devices are not going away and, uh, everybody's scrambled to figure out, you know, how they can optimize their, uh, d device management. Um, wish you and the, uh, the fleet team a great 2022. Yeah. Thank you. Stay warm up there. <laughs> Thanks. Hello, welcome to Secure Talk, your trusted source of information on the latest threats, trends, tools, and technology related to cybersecurity and compliance.